Now 2020, what shall we say about you? So I, I started speaking about something on, on the 31st of December 2019 and, and I didn't finish some three points and, and I, I struggled to leave them the way I gave them so I'm going to go back and finish those three points but just to help those that were not there um, on the 31st of, of December uh, if you want to get the rest of the sermon it's on YouTube you can find it on our YouTube channel, on our SoundCloud channel but I spoke about the fact that we are entering into a new decade which is a turning point and it is a shifting of for fresh starts so I called specifically turning point and fresh starts you can see the seven points at the back of your bulletin uh, turning point and fresh starts this is, this is, this is just the, 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 the message that I just want you to, to, to hold on to as we go into this new decade which the general overseer uh, speaking over us as, as the church RCCG has spoken and said it's going to be a year of victories of, of many victories um, and, and also I love the fact that he says in order to have victory you need to have gone through a battle and I want you to take note of that bit that there needs there is a battle that precedes a victory but you will have victory victory is guaranteed so 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 turning point and fresh start you are at a point where things are turning things are going to have new starts things are going to become fresh and and when we talk about fresh it's clear it's 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 there is a perfection of things and you're moving into the place where things are are perfect if there was something not going right it becomes right now use mark chapter 10 uh, verse 46 to 52 we will read it in a moment but but the key point um, that i spoke about was that it's going to be a season of opportunities you're turning into a place where there are no opportunities to many opportunities multiple opportunities and i loved i loved this because i was reading something i was reading something that the, the, the Yesterday, I think it was, um, and the general overseer uh, was reading something he was writing, and he says that, that the, the level of choices that are going to come to you, they're going to say there are three options. Which one are you going to take? So, so, and he says, your answer should be all of them. And, and, I, and I thought, wow, because normally you want to choose the best opportunity, right? You, if, you, if you would be like me, I would do, let's do a pros and cons. You know, these are the advantages of option one and the advantages of option two, the advantages of option three, and then we look at the cons, and then we look at the cons, and then afterwards we put everything up and we do a SWOT, and then we choose the one which has, which has the, best, the best advantages and the least threats or the least negatives on it, and, and you're choosing that one, and probably if you are like me who likes to move fast, I choose the one that gets me there fastest. You know, the shortest the shortest distance to a point is a straight line. You know, and I, I, I like going in straight lines. I don't like meanderings except when I'm driving on, on the side of the mountain and I just need people going, woo, but normally I just want a straight line. And, and so this is how you would, I would envisage it. But he says when they ask you to say there are three options, you will say I want all of them. 
<laughs> there's something in there because there's just going to be so many opportunities that even when you choose three, there are some that you're leaving out. <laughs> Let him who has ears so hear, hear what the Spirit says to the church. So it's going to be opportunity. The second one is that there's going to be validation or confirmation. God is going to confirm you. He's going to validate you. He's going to, he's going to prove you right or, or prove that you are really a child of God. That you, you, know, you, you yourself are going to be able to say, oh wow, I have Jesus in me. You're going to get to the point where, where you know, there's going to be that confirmation. The third one is that there's going to be a moving forward. Or you're going to be, to be catapulted, to be thrown, launched out. God's going to move us forward. There is a movement. You will be moved forward in Jesus' name. And, and the third one I said is seize your territory. Fourth one, sorry. Seize your territory. Do not be afraid to seize your territory. Take, take your territory. Um, and, and I said I will come back to that one and talk to you about seizing your territory, about Yarashi, your nakal. And I'll use two Hebrew words there, and I'll talk more deeper into the back. Don't be afraid to seize your territory. And then there's also restoration. There's also restoration. Um, God is going to restore. He's going to give back. He's going to restore. And the sixth one is that there's going to be instant increase. I thought I would get an amen. Yeah. Instant coffee generation. You should say, you know, you like going to the machine and getting your coffee in one minute or so. There's going to be instant increase, and I'll come back to that in a moment. And there's going to be, there should be a yielding, a yearning, a desire, a, a thirsting for the Lord is the seventh one. And, and so, giving you that background, let's go to Mark chapter 10, verse 46 to 52. Let me finish this off and then we have some thanksgiving time. Amen. 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 And then they came to Jericho as Jesus and his disciples together with a large crowd were leaving the city. A blind man, Bartimaeus, that is the son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard that Jesus, it was Jesus of Nazareth. Remember I told you, take note of that bit. It was Jesus of Nazareth. When he heard that, seize your opportunities, take them. He began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many rebuked him. Watch out for the people you're walking with, for people sitting around you. This morning, my wife accuses me of getting a lot of messages in the shower. I don't know why, but in the shower, I tend to meditate and think a lot. So again, this morning in the shower, I was just thinking, some of us may need to dump some friends. Mm. Yes. And some of us might need to exclude some family members. I know that's harsh. But you know, sometimes family members draw us back. Yes. Now, I'm, I'm always touched by the text that David says, if it had been my enemy that was stabbing me, it would have been okay. I'm still being stabbed, but it's okay. But it's you, my friend. You, my brother, that I've said to eat with, that I've told my secrets. It's you who comes back and stabs me. That's deep. That's more painful. An enemy's wounds, it's an enemy. What else does an enemy do? He doesn't want my rising up. But you, my friend, you, my brother, you, my sister, Watch out for some of the people around you. So many rebuked him and told him to be quiet, but he shouted all the more. And so when you're watching out for those, sometimes you may just need to shout out all the more 
your dream. You know, people tell you, don't talk about your dream. Don't talk about your vision. Don't talk about what God is telling you to do. Sometimes you just need to shout it all the more. So he shouted, oh, son of David, have mercy on me. Son of David, have mercy on me. He didn't even know which, which, whether he was being heard yet or not, but he just said, I'm going to shout. At least these people close to me are hearing me. Perhaps you will hear me. Son of David, have mercy on me. Seize your opportunity. Jesus stopped. And said, call him. Jesus stopped. He's going to stop for you. Amen. I know you've been praying. You caught it, bro. I know you've been praying. Keep on praying. Keep on crying to him. Keep on shouting to him. I know he has not answered you in 2019, but 2020 is a season where he can answer you. Amen. 2020 is another moment where he can answer you. So keep on crying to him. Keep on calling on his name. And he called to Jesus. Jesus stopped. Oh, Jesus is going to stop for you. Amen. And he's going to pay attention. That's what it means. He's going to pay attention to one man's cry. I'm quite sure there are many other people talking to Jesus. It's just like in that moment where there were so many people touching Jesus, pressing against Jesus, and Jesus stops and says, Who touched me? Who touched me? This woman who had been having the issue of blood. He stops and says, Who touched me? And, and so... Cheer up, the people started saying, he's calling you. Throwing his cloak aside, he's jumped. Don't, don't, don't waste your opportunities. Seize your opportunities. Take your territory. He jumped and, and, and ran or came to Jesus' feet. Just, just, just right there, he threw off his cloak. He threw off his cloak. Oh, Jesus, help me. I need to finish the sermon. He threw away his cloak. So Hebrews chapter 12 says, let us lay aside every weight, every encumbrance. There are things that you have had in 2019 and the years past that you have stuck with that you should not continue doing this year. There are things that have been a drag. You know, sometimes you, you know, they, they, say, they say that insanity is trying to do the same thing over and over and over again, even when it's failing. You are not the guy who created the light bulb that needs to try it 600 times. But see, the thing was, the guy who was trying 600 times to create the light bulb kept trying different things, different algorithms, different connections, different contact, different ways to do Until the 600 time, it worked. The Wright brothers tried so many different things before they could fly. But if they had continued doing it the same way, over and over, they would have failed and been failures. You are not a failure, I declare yeah. that in Jesus' name. But there are things you must throw off. Say throw off. Throw off. Check what it is. Maybe some of you just need to clean up your whole house. I had a thought last night when I heard somebody's getting a container to go to Zimbabwe. And I thought, what if just take all my clothes, except the ones I'll be wearing, put them in a box and put them in that container. Go and give them to someone. My wife is looking at me like, what? I will leave her shoes. I don't want, I prefer to be my, in my own trouble. But, 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 you know, just, just clean stuff. I'm quite sure if I gave all my clothes, some of you will bring me new suits. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> am, I, am, I, am I saying something? Yes. You know, many times, many times we are afraid.
to give away stuff that's supposed to be thrown away or given away because we are fearing that we will not get replacement. That's what I'm saying. So he threw away his clock. Right, let's get to my message. And, 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 and he came to Jesus. I love this. What do you want me to do for you? Is the question that Jesus asked. This is a blind man. He's been crying, son of David, do what? Have mercy. Have mercy on me. There are all kinds of mercies with Jesus. But Jesus asks him, what do you want me to do for you? What is the mercy you want me to have on you? What is going to be your answer when you ask that? This guy was not afraid to seize, number one, his opportunity, two, to seize his territory. He wanted to see. I'm quite sure Jesus knew that this guy being blind wants to see. Like the other man at the pool of Bethsaida, who was there crippled and lay waiting for the pool to steer. Jesus also comes to him and asks him the similar question. What is it that you want? The answers are different. This guy says, I want to see. I want to see. The man at the pool of Bethsaida started talking about all the things that he failed in his life. All the excuses. I don't know what you got, your answer is going to be. But I pray that your answer will line up with this guy. Line up with Bartimaeus. We are not told the name of the pool man at the pool of Bethsaida. Probably because he, I don't know. But, 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 but Bartimaeus we are told because this guy knew what he wanted from the Lord. He was not just shouting empty prayers. You know, sometimes Christians shout a lot of empty prayers. That's why some people don't come to church because your prayers are so empty. They feel your emptiness. See, if this is how people pray, will God even answer? Let me find another church. Amen. Amen. People who pray substance. People who pray with understanding. People who pray with knowledge. People who pray the word of God. People who know the mercy they are looking for. And so he said, Jesus... I want to see. Rabbi, I want to see. What is it you want? I want to see. Very specific and very clear. Also very short. Sometimes we Pentecostals pray very long prayers. Nothing wrong with spending long time in the presence of God. I do too. But make sure your prayers are not long. <laughs> See, there's a difference between being long in the presence and making a long prayer. Mm -hmm. I hope I'm not confusing you. You're looking at me like, Pastor, what? This is 2020. We need to go in with some, some hard truth. Amen. Amen. And we need to perfect ourselves before the Lord. Now here is, here is where I want to start. And, and so let me just finish this. It says, go, said Jesus, your faith has healed you. Immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus along the way. And a key thing, as we have seized and we're going to seize opportunities, I want you to recognize in verse 51, Jesus says to him, go thy way, your faith has made the wall. Verse 52, sorry. 
and, and immediately he received his sight. And a word that, that is, is key for this year, in this year of victories and perfect vision and all kinds of nice words that prophets are giving us at the moment, one of the key things is God is going to be bringing restoration. Restoration of every kind. Amen. This man was blind and his sight was restored. He's going to be bringing recovery of things that are lost. I love the prayer that, that we were praying in the intercession. You should join us in the intercession sometimes. We pray some good prayers there. And, and, and he was saying, you know, David prayed to the Lord and God says, go, pursue, you will recover all. And then God is going to give us directions on how we can recover all. Amen. Amen. On how we can be restored. So where we've been put down, God is going to restore us back to the place that we want to be. Amen. Amen. God is going to bring us back into the place where, where we must be. So he says his promise to us in, 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 in Joel chapter 2. Verse 21 through to 27, he talks about the restoration. And I will restore to you the years that the, the swarming locust and the crawling locust and the consuming locust and the chewing locust have eaten. I will restore those years where it seems like you have lost a lot of stuff. It seems like you have been wasted. It seems like you've just been pouring in and it's just sinking into a dark hole. God is saying, I will restore. I will restore in this decade. See, it's, it's important to recognize. I talked about that. It's a decade that we must recognize. In this decade, that's beginning at this turning point. There's going to be restoration. Restoration of things that have been taken or lost. And Bartimaeus, for Bartimaeus, that turnaround. See, restoration talks of a turnaround. It's a turnaround. For Bartimaeus... Here was a key turnaround from a life where he's lived begging to a life where he can now begin to take those opportunities that he's heard of because now he can see. Because now he can see things. He can go out and do them. He doesn't need somebody to lead him. You see, when you are blind, people lead you to the place where they think you should be. The man at the gate, beautiful, the gate called beautiful at the temple, the Bible says people brought him there every day. They led him there, made him sit there, left him there. In the evening, they came to take him and lead him home. People lead you to where they think you can be helped. But when you can see for yourself, you can begin to choose to say, sitting here is not helping. Let me go try something else. Let me go to another place. You can choose your own place where you think that they will be. Better help. Amen. Amen. And so, he is restored. He sees again. And, and so, I, I declare into your life that darkness will be turned to light. Amen. I declare sickness will be turned to health. Amen. I declare poverty to wealth. Amen. I declare loneliness. You will become the center of attraction. I, I, I speak into your life that barrenness will be restored to fruitfulness. And, 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 and that your, your unknown will become known. Amen. Sister, sometimes there are things that are just hidden from you. And you are, you are not in the right place because of all these things that are hidden. But your unknown will become known. I speak against the curses over your life. And I pray that those curses will be turned into blessings. And, 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 and also just like the people here were shouting, 
and saying to Bartimaeus, keep quiet, I declare that your enemies will be turned to your helpers. Amen. It is the same people that started to say, come up, come up, we need to take you to, he's calling you. You see, the, 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 I just speak that restoration over your life. I, I, can, I can tell you, can tell you when I started preaching, when I started preaching, my, my father, my father just couldn't understand this. I've sent this boy to school, paid him into university, I've said don't take loans, I'll pay for you. And, and he's going to spend his time preaching on buses and in public squares and, you know, when I've given him pocket money to come home, he gets on a bus, travels 400 kilometers around the country preaching. He couldn't understand. But on the, on the day of my wedding, on the day of my wedding, my dad came with the top hat and the brown suit, said, this is my son, I'm proud of him. And he was now testifying. You need to listen to his preaching. I didn't understand it when he was preaching before. But yeah, now I see. And, and up to now, I'm praying for my brothers to get married like I did. And I, my, my dad was saying, you know, you need to pray for these young boys. That they should also get, I've got big distance, gap distance between my brothers, but they should be married by now. You know, it's, you need to pray for them. Because I understand now why he says that. Because one time he was like an enemy. You know, I used to cry. How can dad be saying these kind of things to me? How can dad call a whole family gathering to rebuke me? In front of all the uncles and aunts. Spend the whole night crying. But now dad is proud of me. Mm. You saw him when he came here. He was, he was praying. I said, I love your church, young man. Say, yes, dad, I know you do. It's good. He speaks for me. He's the one who shouts for me. Says, if it is Farai, I know it's going to be okay. Let him shout in, in tongues. It's going to be okay. His tongues will give us a breakthrough. He now understands that. And I declare it over your life. People who pushed you aside will push you forward. Amen. In the name of Jesus. That's restoration. And this is why one of the key words of the year, God is saying the battle is the Lord's. It is not yours. The battle is the Lord's. God will fight and win that battle because it is His battle. But you must position yourself for restoration. Hallelujah. When Bartimaeus was called for his restoration, the Bible says he jumped and came to Jesus. Stood before him. When he was asked, what do you want? He asked, I want to see. He didn't beat about the bush. Amen. Amen. And so, you're, 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 you, will, you will turn. There's going to be a turnaround for you. Amen. Number six, increase is coming. I said increase is coming. Increase is coming. Increase is, 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 a, word, is a word that talks about things that... that Go up, huh? It's increase. Or things that become many. And, and often, often we, in our generation, like I was teasing you, we, we see a lot of, we want things that are instant. That's why young people don't stay in, in, in the same job for a long time. Because we are an instant generation. We are a restless people. We, we are in and we quickly get bored. It's like my, my, my kids playing on, on, on a game. After two hours, they say, Papa, can we download another game? But, but 
You just downloaded this one. Say, yeah, but I've reached the highest level. I need to change. I need another game. Oh, it's now boring. Can I try something else? And, 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 and now my, 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 my kid, he now plays FIFA football on PlayStation and, and the other game that he plays. And he goes to all kinds of levels that now he says, Dad, can you buy me a PlayStation card? I said, well, what do you need a PlayStation card? I've already paid 80 euros for a game. It lasts for two, three years. Says, no, but I'm at a different level. I've exceeded the levels in the game. And this is only six months after I just bought it. <laughs> and, 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 and he wants to go high. They want a new level, a higher level. And then he says, I need a new skin. Why do you need a new skin on the game? Because the skin comes with different levels and different challenges. They're just restless. And it's the same generation. I see it also in the workplace. All the young people are not like the old people. They stay there 15 years in a job. Here, I'm lucky if I keep them for two. <laughs> and, and, and this is the generation. And, and we want, we do want increase. But we want it so fast, so instant. I believe there is increase coming, hallelujah. But, but, but I don't want you to be an instant of popcorn people. I know the other year I talked about your blessings being like popcorn blessings. Pop, 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 pop everywhere. But, but the increase that's coming right now is, is an increase for generations. Amen. Say it's an increase for generations. A generation is over 36 years. Now you're quiet. You said amen to the increase is coming for generations. But a generation is 36 years. And many of you have only lived one generation. <laughs> Maybe Marike has lived how many? Two generations, three. You're in a third generation. I, if I, I saw generations was 20 years. 36. <laughs> in her generation, it was 20. <laughs> it's always been 36. It's just that because we're a people that want things to move faster. From generation to generation. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So, so when you read generation in the Bible, it's normally 36 years. 36 years. Four years. How many of you are 40 here? Now you don't want to tell me your age. Oh, you want more than 40? Okay, all right, let's, let's put it right away. How many are more than 40? All right, okay, then the hands come up. Some of you didn't lift up your hands. I know you are more than 40. See, so, so we would be second generation, those of us that are above 40. I am above 40. I know I look younger than 30, but I'm above 40. We, 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 yes, I've got 10 years experience, you know. <laughs> Right. But, 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 but you, see, you, see, you see people, I'm just trying to illustrate whether it's going to be 30 years or 20 years or 15 years, it's going to take time. But increase is coming. Amen. Amen. I want you to take note of that. I am in my increase moment. I am in my growth moment. I am moving up. I'm not going to stay where I am. I'm going to move up because I'm in my season of increase. Amen. Amen. And sometimes some of our increase will be in one month, in two days, in one week, in one month, in one year, in five years, in ten years. Whatever it is, this decade is a decade for increase. Amen. And your increase must last a generation. Amen. 
That's the kind of increase that you must pray. Whatever you do, that's the kind of increase you must. If you're starting a business, you must start a business that goes for 10, 20, 40, 50 years. Amen. See your business in 50 years' time. See your business in, in 20 years' time. Don't just say, I'm going to have profit after one year. Talk about it after 10 years. Otherwise, you're just here for one night. If your business is about making profit as soon as possible, it's a fraud. Now you can make money quickly, it's okay. But people who start sustainable things, do things for a generation. And so increase is coming. And so here, why does the text, does the text, why do I find that in the text? I find that in the fact that, in the fact that the Bible says immediately, so that's your instant, immediately he received his sight. You see, when somebody has sight, has vision, you can do a lot of stuff. When you have no sight, you just live from day to day. But when you have vision, one man of God said it is, it is a season of perfected vision. Mm. I was speaking, who was it? Pastor, Pastor Alexander. The pastor who was here at Feast of Grace. Do you remember him? Yes. He, was, he was declaring over his church and said it is a year for perfected vision. You can, and when you have vision, you do great things. When you have vision, you do not perish. My people perish for lack of knowledge. knowledge. And usually knowledge empowers vision. The reason they are taking you through this master's course is not so that you get a certificate, it's so that you can change the world. Are you with me, students? Yes. Can I have an amen? amen? Amen. It's not for you to go and earn a salary. It's for you to go and make a difference in the world. The salary is just an addition. It's the difference to the world that you must make. And those of you that come from Africa, don't learn your masters here to go and manipulate people back in Africa. <laughs> Do you recognize that most of our politicians that are manipulating Africa or being manipulated by the big systems of this world came and did masters in Europe? Mm -hmm. Have a bigger vision. Amen. 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 Have vision. And, and the, last, the last one. Uh, I need to give you this, this scripture. Genesis 26, verse 12 to 14. Genesis 26, verse 12 to 14. And, and, and in Genesis, Genesis here, it's, it speaks, it speaks of, of Isaac. It was a time of difficulty. This is a word for someone. In the time and the season of difficulty, the Bible says Isaac sowed and reaped. He reaped so much that he became wealthy and even became very wealthy. In other words, Isaac was blessed even in the dry and difficult season. That's the level of increase that God wants to give to us. That even in difficult moments, in difficult trying times, you will be blessed. Amen. And your blessings will be seen. Amen. The last one, and I close here, and we have Thanksgiving, is a yearning. 
It is a yearning to follow God. The Bible says of him that he followed Jesus along the road. I don't know. I don't know what was going through Bartimaeus's mind. But but Bartimaeus decides in this moment that he is seeing that I'm going to follow this man. I'm just going to follow Jesus. I am going to go with Jesus. Jesus had left Jericho. He was on his way to Jerusalem. And Bartimaeus decides to follow him. And he goes with him along the road. I don't know if he went all the way to Jerusalem with Jesus. But I, I see something. I see a yearning to stay in the presence of God. To stay in the consciousness of being with God. I know we live and move and have our being in Him. But there is a consciousness. There is a, there is a realization. Have you been, who has ever been in a time of prayer and you are all alone in this place of prayer and suddenly it feels like you've got somebody in the room? Have you ever been in that place? Yes. And, and, and you almost open your eyes to look who has entered and you find you are still alone. Yes. And there's this, this overwhelming presence of something that you know can only be God. In the midst of the crowd and everybody is worshipping and crying and praying and making a lot of noise, shouting, and yet you are standing there and there seems to be somebody just next to you who's not your wife, who's not the brother, but there's just somebody, someone. It's that kind of, of, of presence that we need to yearn for. To have it all the time while you are in the lecture, and that you just have this knowledge that there is God with me. You have this understanding that I have, I have majesty and royalty around me. You have this consciousness while you are doing whatever you are doing. That God is here. You, you, you don't have a doubt about your God. While you are crying in there. You feel like there's a hand upon your shoulder. And it's a presence we can yearn for. We can desire for. We can, we can yearn to go deeper. We can long to go deeper. Like the deer says, as, as the deer panted for the living waters. I, you can pant to be there. To experience more of Him. To, to have more of Him. To hear Him say, go this way. I was reading a book of, of this evangelist and he says he was standing, standing there wondering, how am I going to get to where I'm getting, going to get to? And he says there was just this voice that says, go and stand in the life of the bus. And he says, but I don't have the fear for the bus. But this voice just said, I said, go and stand there. 
He looks around, he does not see it, but he says, I knew there was a voice, so I just went in and stood. And while I, my turn was coming closer, I was looking, where is that voice? I'm looking, God, where are you? You said I should come in. I'm getting closer. And then suddenly, when he's right there in front of the ticket or money collector for the bus, a man comes up and says, here is a ticket for this man, and goes away. And he was saying, this is the kind of God presence I yearn to have in my life. And he says in one of those moments, he was in a rural place where he had gone. And while he's in the bathroom, in the toilet, he's kneeling on this pothole in the toilet. And a big snake comes into this bush toilet. And he's thinking, where is that man that sent me out to this place? And suddenly a voice says, you will be okay. And the snake goes away running like it had seen something big. I said, wow, this is the kind of presence that we need. This is the kind of closeness with God that we need. That goes beyond the prayer room. The Bible says, Bartimaeus walked with Jesus along the way. He followed Jesus along the way. He did not go to the prayer room. He did not go to the temple. He just said, as I go along the way, I will go with Jesus. Are you with me, people? As, as, as he goes, wherever he goes, I'm going to go there. I just want to prompt someone that God will send you or lead you into places where you may not have desired or planned to go through. But if you can follow him along the way this year, if you can yearn to just say, where Jesus goes, there I will go. Oh, there's going to be much for you. I was listening to T.D. Jakes yesterday on his book called Crushing, where he talks about the crushing moments of his life. And in one of those moments, he says it was when God called him to be a preacher. And, and he didn't want to be a preacher. He didn't want to do, he wanted to do business. So he started the window business with his brother. And the business failed. Failed. And he says in those moments where I had to borrow money from my mother to pay off the debts. My mother, we had struggled so much. We had to borrow money from him to pay off the debts of this crumbling business. I began to ask God what he wanted me to do and God began to send him into places. And he accepted God's call. Out of those moments where he had been crushed, he accepted God's call. And says, Jesus, I'm just going to follow you along the way. And today, the T.D. Jakes we know is not a broke T.D. Jakes. He's become... He's become one of the richest preachers and people mock him and call him all kinds of things. He says, people don't know where I started from. I started from a place where I didn't want to preach at all. But God says, you're a preacher. Called you to preach. And it's only when I started walking along with him. So I didn't know how to pay my rent. And I was paying for people to come to church. Now I hear him talk about these stories. Now he says, people fight where to park their cars today. He says, back then, I had to buy a car to go and pick people to come to church. And now this is where God has brought me. If only I want to prompt somebody's heart, if only you can follow him along the way. Can we rise to our feet as we pray?
You've got the words up there. It's your cocktail to choose. Just want you to take a moment to pray. And then we'll go into Thanksgiving. But just take a moment to pray about whatever it is that you want. Whether it's those opportunities to open up for you and God to show you what, how to deal with them. Whether it's the validation or the confirmation. Whether it's being moved forward. Whether it's about being able to take your territory. Whether it's about, it's about restoration. Whether it's about, about the increase the increase, instant increase, whether it's about your walk with God. So Lord, just to close a walk with you, Lord. Just to close a walk with you. Just go ahead and pray. Make your own prayer. Make your own prayer. Just talk to the Lord. Talk to the Lord. If you've not been walking close with God, yes, you're in church every Sunday, but it's what you do outside of church. Just close a walk with God. Lord, I pray. It says, draw near to me. And I'll draw near to you. Father, in the name of Jesus. Oh God, thank you. Oh God, I love you. the question, what do you want me to do for you? Can you answer him in your prayer? Can you answer him with a prayer? What do you want me to do for you in 2020 and in the years ahead? In this decade, you can answer him with a prayer. Answer him with a prayer. A husband, a wife, children, new job, Whatever it is, new business, new house, be specific, be specific, new study, I don't know what to do, but, but just be specific.